How feel you? Cold, sir. Afraid, are you? No, sir. See through you? We can. Be mindful of your feelings. Your thoughts dwell on your mother. I miss her. Mm, afraid to lose her, I think. Mm? What does that got to do with anything? Everything. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Yes, hello, and welcome to another episode of Never Seen Star Wars, the podcast where one person on this podcast has never seen Star Wars, and we go through the entire Star Wars saga and get their initial reaction and thoughts on the Star Wars saga, the, the trilogies. We are now on Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, and I'm joined with me by my guest who's been here, here with us all the way along. Kristen, 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 how are you? I'm great. I'm uh, excited to talk about this movie today. You seem a little bit excited. <laughs> that was good. That was good. It was good because I couldn't really understand you. And that's how they talk. I had to put subtitles on. Okay. A little bit of subtitles for the Gungans here. Yes. Um, so, so we went through, just if those of you who are just tuning in for some reason, you might be a little confused, go ahead, go back to listen to the other podcast. But we, we listened uh, through the summer, we've gone through the original trilogy, and we've gotten your thoughts, and we decided, hey, let's keep going, let's go to the prequels, let's go to the Phantom Menace. And so what basically happens here is we're going to walk through the movie a little bit, talk some of the characters, see how Kristen thinks. Uh, she mostly enjoyed the original trilogy, if I, if, you know, I can put words in your mouth, but you seem to mostly enjoy things. <laughs> There's some things we discussed back and forth, like, like any movie possibly, but now we're moving on to the prequels. And so just to start us off here, Kristen, big picture. This is your, your, your first exploration into, into the prequel trilogy, um, Phantom Menace, episode one. What'd you think? It's a fun movie. It's a, it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. It's very obvious that they came after the original three, just how they kind of sneak in some background info and um, meeting some of the characters. But overall, I enjoyed it. Great, great. That's fantastic, yeah. And, and it's funny because it's like, we were talking before how this is, it is a newer movie, but it is still like a 20 year old movie, right? Which is, I mean, kids these days would be like, that's old, <laughs> right? They would say yep. that's old movie. So it is kind of funny in that way. Um, but it is, it's the prequel, it was the first one. So after all these years, uh, people were clamoring for more Star Wars. They finally decided, hey, let's go back and let's find this story. So I thought it would be good if, instead of just going linear, there's a lot of characters I think that we wanna to touch on. A lot of new characters, a lot of characters that we know, and a lot of characters that we're really getting to know uh, for the first time. And so let's just go through some of the characters. Maybe ask you, I'm gonna ask you, is there any character that you wanna start with, that you wanna discuss or walk through? Yes. Who is Qui-Gon Jinn? Qui-Gon Jinn. Perfect. So let's start <laughs> with Qui-Gon Jinn. I mean, you know who Qui-Gon Jinn is. Well, no. Well, well he's, yes. He's a new character. He's a better okay. character. For a second, I always get nervous that I've missed something in the other movies and Qui-Gon Jinn has just been there the whole time and I haven't paid attention. 
But I know who he is after watching this movie, but where the heck did he come from? And is it just like we get to see who trained um, Obi-Wan? Like that's kind of so. just the fun part about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's kind of funny yeah, because we go back into this, this story. We're like, oh, we're going to learn about Obi-Wan. We're going to learn about Anakin. But basically the protagonist of this story is Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, yeah. And he doesn't make it through the movie. So exactly. it is kind of interesting that way. But overall, he's just a, a one movie character. He is, he is. And, and, and we don't have any episode zero to go back to, so we can't, right. it's a negative one. So we can't learn about the origin of Qui-Gon Jinn. Maybe one day, that would be an yeah. interesting uh, Disney Plus series. Yeah, there. For any of you creatives listening to this podcast, come out with a negative one, negative two, negative three series. There you go. All about the origin story of Qui-Gon Jinn. So what did you think of this? Other than not knowing who he was, he was a, he's a brand new character. That's why you didn't know who he was. What did you think mm-hmm. of this? He's sort of, he's Obi-Wan's uh, a master and his trainer sort of thing. What did you think of him as a character? I think he was an important character to have purely for understanding why Obi-Wan chose to train um, Oh, what's his name? Anakin. Anakin. Yeah. I like how they call him Annie. Anyway, um, so that whole dynamic with, oh my gosh, Qui-Gon Jin <laughs> was really interesting to me because it was really him and his character that was saying train Annie and it goes against the council. Right. And so if we didn't have him, it's very obvious that other, Annie wouldn't have been trained. And yeah. so he's a very essential character to why that happens. Um, it's also cool to see, you know, like who trained, what's his face? Obi-Wan. <laughs> Obi-Wan. <laughs> There's too many characters now. But it's cool to see that relationship because then you see Obi-Wan being this wise guy who's training all these other people. So to kind of go back and see where he learned that from and, um, and just see that relationship that they had is, is interesting. But yeah, again, just funny because he shows up, he's a, such a main character and then he just dies. Right. So. But Absolutely. I think he was essential. So it was just, it was really interesting. I actually really enjoyed his character. Great. And that's great. And that's what we like to see. Um, and do you think, uh, do you think it was a good idea that he's convincing Obi-Wan to train Anakin? I was really torn because here is my thought. We find out that Luke Skywalker is actually the one that's going to bring balance Mm -hmm. to the galaxy. And so Qui-Gon Jinn was sensing in him through the force that that through him, there'd be balance that would be be brought, but he didn't anticipate that it'd be through his son. Right. Right. Yeah. So the council sees it more clearly than he does. And so he convinces, um, he convinces people that he should be trained, even though the council saying he's, he's so dangerous. And in me, I'm torn. So I'm like, give the poor kid a chance. Like maybe <laughs> if the council had actually taken him in, he would have stayed in the light. He would have, right. you know, not gone to the dark. Who knows? Cause I don't know what's going to happen in, in his story in the next two movies how he kind of gets sucked into the dark. But I, I kind of was like, this, this poor like slave boy and the council is just like tossing him away. Right. That part didn't make too much sense. Like if, if you see that much force in a kid, you know, why not trade him? Right. And so, I guess the thought would be that it was, it's too much or maybe too dangerous. Okay, gotcha. It, it yeah. will be something interesting to track as we go through these movies. 
was there was there opportunities to maybe you know was it a self-fulfilling prophecy almost yeah they did was it Anakin always going to you know spoiler alert become Darth Vader or or was there a path for him to to you know verge off a different direction and maybe he was totally mishandled or mistrained or who knows and right now where I'm at with the only watching this this first prequel movie I'm more on the side of if you know a, a good person had kind of just stuck by him or the council had stuck by him there would have been more influence for him not to become Darth Vader but I don't know yeah I mean that's it's that's totally a reasonable point I, I, I you know I can't disagree with you and let's mm-hmm. talk about that you know so we, we are introduced immediately to to Qui-Gon Jinn and young Obi-Wan Kenobi so let's talk yep. about young Obi-Wan did you did you realize it was him right away or were you were you surprised I had no idea who they were (laughs) so I was like five to ten minutes into the movie and I actually had to google what characters they were so that I could keep track and then I got even more confused because I was like I don't know who this Qui-Gon Jinn guy is but then I I was like okay this is Obi-Wan and this must be a part of his backstory so once I caught on it was fine but I did have to google it so okay okay well it would have been interesting to see how long you would have I could have gone a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do like uh, at a certain point. I don't remember. At a certain point, they Obi Wan introduces himself, but yep. But not for the first yeah ten ten minutes or so. So we meet and, the. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I could be wrong, but I don't even know if Qui Gon Jinn is ever introduced. I think his name is said once, but it's not around <laughs> him because he's always just called Master right. by Obi Wan. I think he introduced himself to to Anakin at a okay. certain point um but it's sort of a strange name so you might just be like are they talking some weird alien language probably <laughs> it's sort of a weird thing i guess because in the original trilogy there's only three jedi that we know and that's luke yep. luke skywalker who has a normal name obi-wan kenobi who has a weird name and Yoda, mm-hmm. who has you know he has a weird name too but he's an alien so it's a little different and then right. there's sort of a trend that happens where for some reason we think that jedi need to have weird names and so you'll notice i mean a lot of the characters don't actually get introduced, but a lot of the a lot of the Jedi will have strange names. And there's just Luke. Luke and Anakin, who have completely. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. Anakin's not that normal. I mean, it's not. I guess it's not that common. But it's a it's a regular name, is it not? No, I've never heard of that name before. You've never heard the name Anakin. I guess I have no. a hard time like remembering if I've ever met anybody named Anakin. Right, because your whole life has been Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's a, it's a, I don't know, isn't it a normal name? I don't know. Everyone needs to let us know. Well, Would I mean, you name your child Anakin? I mean, I'm more likely to name him Anakin than Qui-Gon. Yeah, okay, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> so we meet young Obi-Wan Kenobi, and uh, what did you think of young Obi-Wan overall throughout the whole movie? He, he was kind of a, 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 a B character, I thought, yes. in, in this movie. Um, but did you did, did it seem like Obi Wan that you knew from the from the original trilogy? Yeah, just a younger, um, a younger version trying to figure out this whole Jedi thing. And you, it's interesting because it's cool to see him at the point of training he's at, because we see Anakin who's very young who just starts to get trained, and then we see Luke who's kind of older. Um, but this is like for for him, he's he's just about to graduate. <laughs> basically i don't know graduate if that's sure. the right term yeah, that makes sense. he's about to have his graduation celebration mm-hmm. flip the tassel on his cap and be called a jedi get his master's um, so degree. 
get his master's degree. That's perfect. <laughs> so he's just at an interesting point. But yeah, I, honestly, the like you, the whole movie could have gone by without him. But at the same time, he needed to be there for right. it to make sense. Right. Um, but something I did notice about the Jedi in this movie is that they were a lot more feared. So in the prequels, during that part of history in Star Wars, everyone was like, oh, the Jedis. And, you know, the enemy is like, no one will survive in a Jedi attack. Like, hide, run for your life. Whereas I thought in the original um, series, people were kind of like discounted Jedis a bit. <laughs> and I, I think this is because Jedi started to kind of die out. Is that right? Well, I mean, if you look at that Jedi Council, I mean, do right. you remember any of them in the original trilogy? No. So that raises even more questions. What happened? Yeah. So this is definitely the prime of the Jedi. This is the prime. Okay. Like, where they, they're not necessarily running things, but they are, they are huge peacekeepers in the, the galaxy. They are, gotcha. they are huge factors and uh, yeah. well respected. Definitely. Yeah. I like the council. That was like a cool piece to, to see as well. Right. Um, it just added into the whole understanding of like how serious it is to be a Jedi and what that actually means. So I don't know. I just found that part interesting. Were there any uh, the, of the Jedi on the council that stood out to you? Any of the, be the side characters, background Jedi? Not really. It's just nice to see little Yoda again. You know, I, my, one of my comments was he had such a cute little chair. <laughs> he did. Just a little chair for himself. A little booster seat. <laughs> booster seat chair. Are there any characters that in that council that stick out to you? Well, there's you a like? guy with like a head that like is like 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 two sizes longer above his head. He's like a big cone head. Right. I yeah, I remember him. There's also in this one. There's like another Yoda species, I think, in the background. Um, oh, I didn't I notice. That, I don't. I do not believe that character ever makes another appearance in any Star Wars. He's so, just a background just filler. This is a background. Well, because there's like a whole, there's like 10 Jedi in that whole thing and only like three of them. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny to look at the other ones. Um, they're just sitting, they're just chilling. Let's talk about Yoda. So we get Yoda back. Uh, you were happy to see Yoda? Yeah, he looks exactly the same. And uh, I do have a question here. Let's see. It says this one is from, uh, where is my Yoda question? From Jillian here. She says, what do you think of Yoda now in comparison to the originals? Did you know, did, what did you think? I think in the originals, we meet Yoda when he's on his downhill, and he's kind of like going a bit crazy, like he's getting older. Like, remember the first thing you meet Yoda in the originals? I was like, this is a quack. Yeah. Like, this guy, <laughs> this thing, I don't know, is like ridiculous and kind of um, has lost its marbles, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's your first introduction to Yoda, so you don't think that that's going to be Yoda. Um, and so... My my takeaway after watching the prequels and watching the original trilogy, I'm like, I think we meet Yoda in the original when he's like downhill because you see him die of old age. Yes. Um, and he's living very like remote and removed and kind of hidden away, it feels like. And so we're seeing Yoda more in his prime in the prequels and he like comes across right away as like this very wise one with the force being. Yes. So that was interesting. And he does have a very, a very great line here. And I'll see if I can, can read it out to you. It goes like this. I just got to get my like game face on. Goes, <laughs> Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate mm -hmm. leads to suffering. 
That was really good. I remember that that quote actually did stick out to me because it plays so much into what is going to be little Annie's future. Yes. And I think I think that is the the key thing there. And as, if you wonder why, that's that's their sort of concern is right. You know, I guess we could talk Spider Man with great power comes great responsibility, right? Yes. This sort of thing, right? Yes, he could be the most powerful uh, person or the most powerful Jedi, but what if he does not uh, go the way we think? Yep, totally. Uh, you go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's kind of like it. I like that, like the idea of like, okay, fear, anger, hatred. But really, like, he's young. Like, how old do you think Anakin is there? Like, what, seven, eight? Yeah, maybe nine. Maybe nine? Yeah. At that age, like, his biggest fear, which Yoda said, was, like, not being with his mom. Right. Which is, makes sense. Which make, totally makes sense. But I feel like, like, that's a big deal for a kid that age. But, like, he's still pretty, like, pure. Mm-hmm. Like, I still am, like, kind of can't get over the fact of, like, that's still enough time to kind of take him in and, and I don't know, train him well so that he, that fear right. doesn't turn into anger and doesn't turn into um, hatred. But right. so that, that was kind of a disconnect for me. I was like, what else is there? Like, I'm kind of like, there has to be something more deeper than mm-hmm. his mom not being with him. Right. Well, I think there's just, they, yeah, they must send some general, a general sort of fear within it like or just an uncertainty i think they i think that was the mm. thing that that qui-gon was pushing he said his his future is uncertain and so that scares yeah. off the council but for him he just because it's uncertain doesn't necessarily mean it's bad totally wow poor little annie he's been through so much <laughs> well let's dig let's dig into anakin i mean he comes he comes in a bit later he comes in when they arrive at tattooing and you yeah. meet little anakin in wado's shop did you how long did you take for you to realize that that was little Anakin Skywalker? Didn't have to Google this one. And right away when I saw him, I was like, he has to be a younger version of, of one of the characters. And the only one that made sense was Anakin. Right. So I loved his character as a kid. Okay. Like, I think the kid is great and he plays the character really well. I'm like, I love like cute kids and this kid is super cute. And it's just so intriguing to me because, you know, um, well, two things. A, it kind of follows the storyline of the Virgin Mary and <laughs> yes. and Jesus, Immaculate which is so interesting. Yes. And he's just filled with so much goodness to start. Like his mom says something like he, um, he or maybe it was uh, Qui-Gon Jinn that says this, but he gives without expecting anything back. Like right. he just wants to help. Like, he, he has such a goodness about him. And so it's totally contrasting to what we, we know where he's going to grow up to be. So there's a lot of dynamics around his character that were just, like, really intriguing for me. And I love character development. So I was, like, really loving his character throughout the whole, the whole movie. I'm a person, and my name is Anakin. Yes. He's so cute. He's so, like, wise- and just kind of like mature for his age, which I guess would be the force. But even when he's like, I was like, he's kind of like an old person in a kid's body. Like he was like, oh, sandstorms are so dangerous. You can't go back to your ship. Like you should come home with me. And it's like, it doesn't sound like a kid talking. It sounds like they ran into a 50 year old man who's offering them shelter. So, (laughs) 
Well, it probably was the 50-year-old man that wrote the script, but. Exactly, right. But it was just so funny because like a kid of that age doesn't care about responsibilities or whatever, mm -hmm. but with his story and like with his mom and his and being a slave, I guess right. he t he's taken on a lot more. But. And so as such a, you know, as such a kind and, and sort of, you know, innocent kid, can you see, do you see it possible that this kid could become Darth Vader? Not at this point. Mm -hmm. There's no real giveaway other than what the council says about him. Right. And I mean, I, there's no way to like, like it does happen because I mean, I don't know how we talk about this without assuming. That <laughs> I mean, if we went through the prequels first, it would have been interesting to, right. to get your thoughts on that. Um, but he does. So he, he goes into, uh, he, com he becomes a big part of the story through pod racing. Pod yep. racing was a big uh, middle act of this movie. What did you think of pod racing? <laughs> It totally reminded me of Little Rascals, the Rascals movie. Right. The Have you uh, seen that? Or whatever, the, uh... Yeah. The push card racing and Alfalfa, and he was totally like the same age, and I swear he plays a role in that movie too. <laughs> but so. it, felt, <laughs> it felt very similar, so I was having these like childhood flashbacks, because that used to be my favorite movie. But it's fun. I love how he's like, I've built the fastest and best pod like racer or whatever and he's like i'm such a good driver and then they find out right before he races that he's never won a race but he's just so confident he's mm -hmm. like oh, i'm gonna win this like no problem <laughs> yeah and and uh wado is a big part of this as well wado you know they qui-gon tries to do the mind tricks with him and he says yeah qui-gon says uh, credits will be fine and wado says no they won't yeah <laughs> sort of side that's track. happened but that's happened in the, um, didn't that happen in the original with Jabba the Hutt? Yes, yes. It doesn't work? Doesn't Why work is on that? Some people. On some people, they have a mind that's not so easily trickable. I hope that would be me. Yeah, probably not. You know? <laughs> okay, sick. <laughs> seems like the humans, the humans get easily uh, persuaded. Oh, so interesting. You have to have but yeah. or something. Right. Yeah, his character was, was kind of funny. He's just like another sleazy, sleazy character to me, but right, um, good competition. So Anakin, he does in fact win, but as that that whole pod pod racing scene, I mean, it takes about fifteen twenty minutes that whole scene. Um, did you were you entertained by that scene? Were you were you you know did you expect him to win? I did expect him to win because like it was a whole lead up to like how they're going to get out of the situation they're in and I was like he kind of has to win unless this is going to go on for another like half of the movie just trying to get out of the spot that they were in right um but still I I actually was very entertained by it like it was something different mm -hmm. um whereas I get kind of bored in like the galaxy fights because right. it's like something we keep seeing every movie and it drags on because I think you know, they're like, oh, how epic a fight scene. Whereas this was like more fun and mm -hmm. you didn't know it was going to happen with his like pod or whatever. Right. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. It was kind of fun. Just like the whole arena of like people that came to like watch it. And yeah. So and he, I didn't get bored. <laughs> and he, he ends up beating Sabuba. So that was yes. exciting. Uh, so we do get into is anything else about Anakin right now that we want to dig into? I mean, he is the big part of this movie, but I guess it's more just like getting the arm. Go ahead. Yeah. The one thing that I loved is that he built C-3PO. Right. That yeah. was like, 
amazing to me. In my notes, I put Anakin with 10 exclamation marks. He built C-3PO. Oh my gosh, with 10 exclamation marks. <laughs> and I do remember you saying you were wondering, oh, who, who built C-3PO? Yeah. You know, whoever built that, very impressive, very impressive. Yeah. And it was humorous. He's like, um, he's talking to R2-D2, which loved his background story too. And I was like, that's like what, that's what R2-D2 deserved. Like, <laughs> but um when rtd2 is like oh cp3o you're naked and he's like oh, <laughs> where are my coverings anyway and there's such obviously c3po and r2d2 super interconnected as well and so yes to get to see their first meeting is sort of a fun yeah. fun little nod yeah uh, they're friends with history yeah so let's dig into now um padme padme yeah what did you think of padme at the start, I was like, this is going to be a character of, like, little significance. Um, mm. And obviously, we find out that Padme, who goes on that journey with them through the pod racing and all of that, turns out to actually be the queen. Right. And I do and have a I question thought, here from Andrew. He said, yeah. did you pick up on the whole Queen Amadella padme swap? Not at all. Not at all. Like, it was a shock to me when I found out that it was um, that the Queen, who we thought was the queen in the beginning was actually a decoy mm -hmm. and then I was like this chick is brilliant <laughs> I was like that's the way to do it and it fools like it, it fools everyone and it fools them at the end when it really matters when they are trying to get inside and um all of that stuff as, as to have a decoy I was like I need a decoy <laughs> For what? you know I don't know protection <laughs> <laughs> The world's a cruel place. I don't know. <laughs> all right. All right. Who would be the decoy? I guess we don't know. I got to find a good lookalike. Maybe I yeah. could, maybe I could uh, convince my sister. There you go. You just have to paint, you paint your whole face. Exactly. And I think we look different, so it might be a little hard. <laughs> so Padme. But, Padme. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed her character. It, I didn't even pick it up in the little like clue. It's fun because you look back once you find out that she's actually the queen and there's this the part where she's like, the queen would uh, not agree with this. And then uh, Qui-Gon Jinn's like, well, you just don't have to tell her. And then she's like, well, I don't agree with it. And you can kind of see the frustration on her face. And I was like, oh, she's just like a loyal, like whatever they call her, like hand servant, whatever yeah, handmaid, handmaiden, I think. maiden, yeah. Which whatever, but um, hand busy. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, she's just really loyal. So then you look back and you're like, you pick up on those clues, right? And it was well played. And what did you think? There was a lot of uh, sort of uh, building friendship between Anakin and Padme. What did you think mm -hmm. about that? I have a conspiracy that that is going to be Luke's mother. Mm -hmm. Why would but you maybe that? I'm just because there was so much put into building that relationship right. that it kind of just leaves you questioning what's going to happen between, between them. Because right now Anakin is way too young, obviously, mm -hmm. but are we going to see through the prequels that they, like he grows up and sweeps the queen off her feet? and you know out I was just gonna say I'm kind of hesitant now to make any assumptions about romantic relationships because I have not a good track record <laughs> so okay but you could see that you could see that being a 
a possibility. Totally. Right. Um, so let's continue on. We're, we're meeting lots of characters and we haven't touched on a big character yet. And we meet this character pretty early. I think it's like the third character we meet. And that is none other than Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Kristen, everybody wants to know, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the legendary Jar Jar Binks? He reminds me so much from, of Goofy, like Mickey Mouse's friend. Yes. He like totally, I don't know, fits the bill. I had a hard time understanding him. And so I turned on the subtitles, like I mentioned earlier, so that I could kind of keep track. And surprisingly, the subtitles do a great job keeping up with him. Um, but he's like so like aloof and like clingy <laughs> and lovable. And so I think he brings like a really like um, he brings a lot of humor to the whole situation in the whole movie. So I could totally see why people love Jar Jar Binks. Like I love Jar Jar Binks. Mm -hmm. Is he my favorite? No. Okay. But he's just like goofy and fun, and like things just kind of work out for him, which I like to see. How rude! I know. I, there's so many like funny lines where he'd say something and I was like, oh, Jar Jar. And so <laughs> there we go. And Jar Jar. There we go. And I think he, you know, he's definitely, so you're a thumbs up on Jar Jar though. You, you are a fan of Jar Jar? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, he's not my favorite. Like he's kind of a little weird and like he's just kind of there, I feel like, to, to add in some, some giggles. Mm -hmm. Like another psychic, kind of like a chewy. Like he feels okay. like a, a chewy, but mm -hmm. um, I, I, there's this part where he says, Padme asks Jar Jar how we got here. And he's like, me don't know. I was very scared. Then I ended up here. And then I was like thinking, and I was like, Jar Jar, that's my life. Like this is, <laughs> that is like a perfect, a perfect way of talking about me right now in this pandemic. Mm -hmm. I like, someone's like, so like, you know, how'd you end up here? I don't know, me very scared <laughs> and then I ended up here. And if I was a if I was a good um memist, you know, if yeah. I had the talent for memes, that would that'd be a perfect meme. <laughs> so you you relate to you like Jojo because you relate to him. Yeah, and he's just an easy character to like and he's just kind of funny and aloof. So right. you kinda of have to like him. I'd be surprised if someone like really hated Jar Jar. I think there's some people. Do you hate Jar Jar Binks? No, no, I, I didn't say me. I, I, but there's definitely a contingent of people who are not Jar Jar fans. I'm going to Google it and I'm going to end up in this deep, deep, dark maybe world till, of Star Wars. Wait, wait till the prequels are over. Oh, uh, no. Before you Google, before you, no, 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 not because of that. Just oh, before you Google oh, okay. related, just to, you know. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. He, he, he actually doesn't play a, uh, as much of a role in the next two movies. Okay. But he around uh so that's Jar Jar Boss Nass the Gungans in general did you like Gungan City no well no <laughs> I it had like major Harry Potter vibes do you know in the <laughs> Triwizard Tournament when he has to go under the lake or whatever yes and so he when like yes so when like Qui-Gon Qui Jin what when he goes underwater and they have like those breathers in and they go under I was like maybe this is an inspiration from Star Wars, the Harry Potter part of this. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I found like the leader of them kind of like overly assertive. 
You suddenly like a boss and ass. Yeah. Yeah, they always do that. The, I can't do it as well as you. It's kind yeah, of a quirky fact. Well, yeah. they, need, they needed the Gungans in the end. So they move on to Coruscant, a planet that is entirely a city. How would you like to live there? Yeah, yeah like, okay, I'll try it out. Sure. Get a sublet for like a month or two. And we talked about the Jedi Council. We didn't touch on Mace Windu. He's only very small in this one, but he is Samuel L. Jackson, uh, the Jedi Mace Windu. Oh, I don't think I... I'd have to Google him. Okay, you can quickly Google Mace Windu. But he is, uh, he's sort of like the other guy in the Jedi Council that gets, that gets uh, oh, some yeah. lines, right? Do you have any yep. thoughts on Mace Windu? He's just sort of a guy that's there, right? Yeah, he was great. I have no complaints. <laughs> and so there's this whole thing in Coruscant where it's, it's sort of like a political bargaining where they're figuring yes. out, you know, there's going to be, they don't trust the chancellor. There's uh, Senator Palpatine. Do you have any thoughts on Senator Palpatine? He seems kind of, um, so Senator Palpatine, was that the one that got kicked out or the one that took his place? The one that took his place. He seems a little snaky. Mm -hmm. Like there's something off about him. Right. I can't put my finger on it, but I have a feeling maybe, I don't know if he comes back in the prequels, but maybe mm -hmm. there's, there's some stuff to watch out about him. Okay. What, what about it specifically made you think that? The way he convinces the queen to um, like do the vote of no confidence. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay, like maybe this isn't her best interest. But then he takes his place. Right. Like it kind of feels like he knew that he would get nominated and wanted that job. So kind mm -hmm. of like talked, talked to the queen and put these lies in her head. Right. So he just, yeah, sneaky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe this, he has an ulterior motive you're worried about? Yes. Right. Very yeah. worried. But did you, then that whole sort of, uh, political bargaining and those sort of things were you were you intrigued by that was that interesting to you was that weird actually, sort of courtroom with the floaty pods things yes or each of those pods like another like planet or galaxy because there's so many people i think that's what's supposed to be that's each one's supposed to represent a, a planet yeah okay that's what i thought and i was like makes sense there's so many because obviously the galaxy is huge mm -hmm. but i was like i was like that's a lot of people but the whole <laughs> But the whole political side, the first thing I wrote down was, do you know how the classic Star Wars beginning with the music playing and then yep. they have the, the storyline? Yep. The scroll. Like, I was like, this is very political. Mm -hmm. And it, it's kind of funny because you can kind of see it's drawn a bit from real life. Like, mm -hmm. it, it felt more political than the original series. And I did, I have been curious this whole time, the background story to all of this right i have to confess though i did get a little lost with the whole like trade and like you know who's on whose side and mm -hmm. what is really happening because you get swept up with everything else in the movie that you don't yeah. really get a good handle on what is taking place in the galaxy so i was intrigued by it because i've been so curious what brought the galaxy to the point that we saw in the originals but yes. kind of just lost Lost yeah. in the sauce over here, you know. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think it is a little confusing. And, uh, you know, why we're supposed to care about Naboo in general is sort of, you know, yeah. a little a little weird. But they just jump right in and, and you know, politics in a, in a start right. in a movie in a movie where, you know, we want to see people 
fight with lights, laser swords. So right. sort of a funny, funny sort of transition there. Uh, we do, I guess we can talk a little bit about some of the villains that we, that we yeah. do meet. Uh, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Yeah. What do you think of Darth Maul and his double-edged uh, lightsaber? Okay. Um, well, my first comment about Darth Maul is that face paint was like, they could have done something better with that. You know, <laughs> like, it's just literally like you sat down in a makeup chair and you're like, well, let's just do this. Okay. Um, wasn't, so I wasn't really impressed with his look. But yep. very intrigued by his character, although he's another one episode character where mm-hmm. he's there and then dies. Um, but I, what I'm thinking right now is that his master is the emperor that we mm-hmm. see in the original. Yeah. Um, and now Anakin's going to end up taking his place as the, um, the his Padawan. Is that the right, right term? Yeah, that works. <laughs> his yep. uh, whatever. Um, and so you can kind of see apprentice. Yeah. You can kind of see that dynamic starting to play out and, and, you know, the chips falling into place. Right. Um, but what I loved when I was the idea, someone says this quote, it, everything comes in two. There's always a master and an apprentice. Yes. And that really played into that whole like understanding of, okay, Anakin, obviously, you know, he's going to become an apprentice of the emperor but mm-hmm. that whole background story with those villains was i really loved right yeah yeah and that's a significant line as well and, and something that that, that uh, i believe jillian also asked about between yoda and mace windu at the end where they're like you know there's all two there always are the master and apprentice and which one did we kill because they don't they don't have any idea but yeah about what's going on so a bit of a blind spot for the jedi yeah totally a blind spot which I don't know. You kind of, it's, it keeps it intriguing, but you kind of expect the Jedi's to have a little more, I don't know, know more. Like, are they yeah. supposed to like yeah. know everything? I think that's the thing is that they do know, they certainly, that's what they're supposed to do, but I guess they do have, I mean, if you're working with people who also have these same powers and abilities and they can sort of counteract those, yeah. those powers or who knows, I guess we'll see how that works out. But we get into then this final sort of uh, battle on Naboo, which is sort of in four phases. We kind of uh, quickly talk about each one. There's sort of that land battle with the Gungans. They make an alliance with the Gungans. Yeah. Um, there's sort of a space battle. There's Padme and Captain Panaka capturing the Viceroy, and then this big duel at the end. Um, I guess just quickly, quick thoughts. You know, what this sort of final act? Were you entertained by this final act here? Yeah, there was a lot going on at the same time. And they, I think they didn't linger too long on one battle, like in the originals where you kind of are like, okay, get to the point. Yeah. So I never at any point in the battles felt bored. Um, And I think you mentioned this on the last podcast we did, but they seem so much more technologically advanced. (laughs) Yeah. Like even in the way they fight in so many different ways, it doesn't really line up with where the prequels are in history, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. so it was just interesting to see but the gungan like fight is really funny to me against like the droids and like we see jar jar kind of like fumbling his way through and it's like it was fine to see and yeah. you know we see with padme that's where the reveal comes that like she's she's like actually the queen and so there's a lot going on that was like very interesting mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. yeah what did you think of the battle droids in general they have funny butts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't they? Go on. 
they just are like I don't know they're funny weird little things like they're not that impressive but like they get the job done you know <laughs> er, uh, that does not compute you are under arrest that was funny that actually stood out to me I, I actually you know what I lol I laughed out loud at that one okay there you go yeah. so the battle droids getting some big laughs out of you yeah, uh, yeah. And then Anakin he he hides in the in a fighter jet a, a spaceship ends up going to the uh, trade ship and accidentally blows it up. What do you think about that? Okay. How come every single movie, the enemy ship gets blown up in the exact same way? Okay. <laughs> that just like, I, I think it's kind of funny at this point because mm-hmm. every single time it gets blown up by either shooting something straight into the middle or disrupting something and it all explodes. Yeah. I thought it was kind of like, again, here you see the dynamic between Anakin being a kid, but also being really talented. Mm-hmm. And so him accidentally getting, you know, into this ship and flying it, but being able to like be the, be the hero at the end of the day. It's just like, it's a, it's a good little, like, again, uh, inside glimpse into just like how powerful he is. Great. Maybe some people think it's just a coincidence, but I saw it kind of as his like force powers mm-hmm. maybe coming through a bit right right i could see that yeah i could see that and he clearly is talented he can fly the ship as a little kid so so know, he knows right it's like i don't think he's ever flown a ship before and he just figures it out and then the big uh, duel the big lightsaber duel the main event the two-on-one yeah. fight between qui-gon and obi-wan versus darth maul did you enjoy that as far as a lightsaber duel goes yeah i actually really did it was again, not too drawn out and intense. Like it's different. Now we see two Jedis versus this, this like Darth Maul guy, mm-hmm. um, a new, a new tool of destruction, double-sided <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's this moment where um, Qui-Gon Jinn is fighting against Darth Maul by himself. Mm-hmm. And we see Obi-Wan who has fallen and he like jumps back up, but there's a scene where he's just staring at them fighting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about that scene, but Obi-Wan's trying to like, he's like noticing something. And I was trying to figure out what he was noticing about that fight. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, I like, there's not really anything that happens, but that right. was really intriguing to me. Like he just takes a moment and like watches, watches them and kind of is like, almost feels like he's like, okay. And then jumps back in to mm-hmm. the fight. Mm-hmm. You know what, do you think, what do you think about? he noticed? I think I, I think I know what you mean. I don't do you... know. Like, I don't know whether it was just like he, there, there's that moment where he's like watching his master fight mm-hmm. and he's like noticing like the skill or if there's something more towards that, that character plot between right. him and um, Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's an interesting yeah. observation that you have there. Definitely. Yeah. It really stood out to me in the whole fight scene with right. him just pausing and watching. Okay. Um, I was super confused by the red barriers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it feels like they're kind of just thrown in to separate them. Like, they couldn't find a better way yeah. for Qui-Gon Jinn to die. Mm-hmm. It seems to be just a plot device, I would imagine. Yeah. Okay. I'm not yeah. really sure what their overall purpose is. I don't even know what that, that entire, like, where they were fighting is. Like, what goes yeah. on there? Like, what is the point of that room? With all yeah. these bridges and power stuff, but 
Who knows? Just, it just looks cool. You know, yeah. you've got to have something that looks cool. <laughs> Were you surprised when Qui-Gon Jinn was ultimately uh, killed? No, like someone kind of had to die. I don't know. <laughs> when you get into a battle like that, it, it, and of course it's kind of classic if the bad guy just dies. And so it felt like they, like I wasn't surprised. I, and obviously we know that Obi-Wan survives. So yeah, yeah. out of the two, um, the killing of Darth Maul was hilarious. Yes. How come? Okay. I actually rewinded it a couple of times because yeah. I missed how Luke like grabbed the lightsaber, yeah. but as I'm rewinding it, so Luke, Luke watched this with me, not Luke Skywalker, Luke Rose, my <laughs> Luke, husband. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Luke Skywalker um, was busy. Yeah, he was busy. He wouldn't come watch it with me. But when I rewinded it, Luke goes, oh, I didn't notice that. And I was like, oh, what? He's like, his legs fall off. And I hadn't noticed that. Oh, okay. I rewatched it twice. Yeah. yeah. And so I just thought that was so funny. We rewatched it like four times because we <laughs> thought it was so, yeah, we thought it was so funny how he just like tumbled and it's just his legs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Do you think there's any way, he, any way he could survive that? Are you alluding to something? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he comes back. But at this point, no. I think he's he's toast. He's done for. It'd be pretty crazy if that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so they they end up they they win. They're victorious. They have a big celebration. Queen Amidala gives Boss Nass a giant glowy ball to celebrate. Yes. And uh, the movie and uh, Anakin gets a haircut. Yes, he got he got dressed up all nice. And uh, the movie ends. The movie yep. ends. Uh, right, let me go some of the questions that I got here that I didn't got to on Instagram. Brett asks, um, what did you think about midichlorians, the idea of these things called midichlorians? Okay, I should have probably done my research on this, but is that a real element to cells in a human body or is that made up? I believe it's made up. Okay. See, that shows how much I paid attention in <laughs> biology 12. <laughs> but I found it interesting because I've always kind of thought, well, how do you get these powers? Like what you know, what's so special about a Jedi. Mm -hmm. And they kind of explain how they almost like heighten, how they heighten your senses. Um, right. And I feel like there could have been more, more said about that and more explained to really kind of solidify the relationship between us and the force, mm -hmm. the Jedis and the force. Yeah. But I found that intriguing. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad it was mentioned. Yeah. I think there's a, there's actually a bit of, bit of, sort of debate in that in the and sort of controversy about that not like controversy is probably the wrong word but the idea of explaining trying to give like scientific reasons to mm -hmm. the force which is maybe supposed to be beyond science and so right. sort of there's sort of some debate about that whether or not there should be a scientific tell on that or it should just be something more mysterious that is unexplained in and around us yeah yeah totally. um Aaron asks are you an angel? Oh, he's I don't believe he's so sweet. <laughs> Who, Aaron? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yes, very sweet, Aaron. Um, but that line got me in my feels. Right. <laughs> like just so good. Like he's just Anakin, little Annie's just so pure. Uh, Jillian asks, did you notice the not so subtle, awkward racism with some of the aliens? And so maybe the Viceroy going, uh, now there are two of them. Yes. Also, cultural complete cultural appropriation mm -hmm. through the whole movie, which I wanted to get your opinion on. 
Which, which part specifically, just throughout the whole? It's a lot of what I feel like is a lot of Asian, more specifically Chinese culture taken yeah. Yeah. and like not giving credit, not like, not, it's nothing said about it, but they yeah. just kind of take this and twist it. And even with some of the names of the characters with obviously the queen and her like face makeup, but she's not Asian. Right. And so there's like right off the bat, it felt very like I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is very confusing of why specifically like the Viceroy and these Trade Federation people, these aliens, why do they have Asian accents? I yes. wondered. Okay, that's the other thing I thought that? of. Where are they from? Yes. Exactly. I was like, there's so many things. I was like, there's obviously an Asian influence in this in this movie, but it's just unaddressed. <laughs> and <laughs> Like, yeah. no one knows where it comes from, so it just feels like they, like, took, like, some really, like, you know, traditional things and just, like, I don't know. Yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to create, they're almost trying to create their own, like, history within it, but they're just sort of, it's a bit, a bit off, you know, yeah. not the greatest. Yeah, and Jar Jar Binks himself has, like, this Chinese Jamaican accent. Did you, yeah, did you okay. like listen to him? Okay. Like I was like, if you were to put two accents together, that it's was like this Chinese Jamaican accent. Yeah. Misa is a banished. Um Aaron <laughs> asks, oh you you kind of already said they said what chair in the Jedi Council looked the comfiest? Oh, obviously Yoda's. Uh Joanna asks, how do you how did the it compare to the original trilogy movies mm. in terms of quality and effects? Yeah, good thing. question. Yeah, right away, you notice a difference. Um, thankfully, the animals are, like, way improved in, in the special effects. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I could have put up with another first quarter movie, like the third original. Yeah, Return of the Jedi, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, just, I, don't, I just couldn't handle those. But, yeah, obviously way better. Again, these were, what, early, like, just before the before 2000 i think 1999 i believe it came out this one yeah yeah so now you watch movies and you can still see that there's some things that could be improved but Mm -hmm. way better quality yep jordan asks what do you think is worth more a ship or two slaves (laughs) which is in reference to in reference to uh wado going no ship is worth two slaves and then he goes Uh, okay just the boy then and he says well let the dice decide Red, the boy. Blue, his mother. Uh, Joanne also says, uh, what, do you think, what, do we, what do you think if we met at Anakin at a different age, maybe a mm. bit older? Like what, you know, we met him at this age, specifically at nine years old, but we could have gone back. We could have met him at any age. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about meeting him at about, I think he's about, supposed to be about nine years old. Do you think maybe it would have been interesting if he's maybe more of a teenager, maybe if we met him, I don't know if younger could have worked, but what do right. you think? Well, first... Human life is in, invaluable, so obviously the human lives are worth way more than that spaceship. And <laughs> second, I think I'm really glad we met him when he was younger. At this point in his character, he's relatively unscathed. Like he mm-hmm. obviously carries the weight of like his mother, that relationship, right. and you know wanting freedom. But you, at this age, everything is so moldable. Like everything is so pure for him that. I think if we met him later, there'd be a lot of lot more baggage and a lot more telltale signs of which direction he was going to go, right. you know, to the dark or to the light. And so I just, I also think that meeting him younger added something to the movie 
because mm-hmm. um, you have a ton of older characters. This is like the first kind of child that we meet. And one yeah. of my thoughts about that was that you were saying the third in the the third movie in the original um, trilogy was kind of targeted was supposed to target children more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if that was also a move to kind of, you know, bring children more into the Star Wars world. I think um, so. Yeah. But overall, I think it was a good move meeting him younger. Right. Um, but yeah. Getting his more innocent, innocent phrase there. Jordan also has a quote here. Yeah. He says, Jordan says, hit the nose. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mickey asks, uh, what do you think, how do you think children would react to Jar Jar? I think like a goofy good friend. Yeah. Like he's just like gonna come along and, you know, come along for the ride. And I don't know. He's an easy, like I said, he's an easy character to like, and he's funny. Uh, Luke here asks, the different Luke says, is is Jar Jar (laughs) secretly a Sith Lord? (laughs) Okay. Explain Sith. I th- Sith is just sort of the the dark side, the versions. Instead of maybe instead of a Jedi, you you're a Sith. Oh. They all use the Force, but you can either become a Jedi or a Sith. Okay. Well, I'd like to give Jar Jar Binks the credit that he deserves, but I don't know if he would be clever enough to be a Sith Lord. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, I think that's probably fair. And finally, Chris here asks, uh, just in general, to us watching all these Star Wars movies, he says, "Why would you do this to yourself?" Well. You could ask that about anything. Why, why go to school for 10 years? Why do that to yourself? Yeah. You know, I'm getting stuff out of this. I'm growing so. as a person. I'm able to have more conversations than I was before. I'm socially relevant now. So <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, and let's wrap it up here. So we, I always like to find out what your favorite character and least favorite characters uh, were of this, of the movie. So who, who would you say is your favorite and least mm. favorite character? It has to be little Annie. Little Annie is your favorite? Yeah, he's just sure. so lovable. Like, I really loved his character, and he's so essential to this movie. Um, like, there's just so many plot twists right. surrounding him, so totally little. And do you have a least favorite character? Uh, Jabba the Hutt made a reappearance. <laughs> but he didn't do and, anything. No, but I was triggered. <laughs> Okay. I still don't like Jabba. Um, but a character of more influence. Um, I didn't really like the Gung- Gungan? Gungan? The Gungans. Is that how you say it? The Gungans. The Gungan leader. Boss Nass. Yeah. Boss Nass. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really like him either. I don't you know. Thought, there's something about these slimy characters. Yeah. You thought he was too bossy and too nasty. Yeah. He's, yeah. He kind of was just a little bit full of himself for me. Um, and uh, we always like to end with the rankings, the rankings of the movie. So, tradition. So, mm-hmm. in the previous one, we ranked the last three. You have one, Return of the Jedi. Two, Empire Strikes Back. Three, A New Hope. I'm very interested to know where you're gonna place the Phantom Menace in these rankings, Kristen. Yeah. What say you? It's really hard because they're so obviously different, mm-hmm. but. For a lot of reasons, I don't want to put this movie as my most favorite, mm-hmm. but then there's some really convincing reasons why I do. Mm-hmm. And so this might be very bold of me, but I think this was my favorite one so far. All right. There we go. Yeah. Number yeah. one, The Phantom Menace. Little I'm, a little, I'm a little hesitant to say that, but 
it's and obviously it's totally subjective i love character development like okay. characters are what make a movie for me i couldn't care about fight scenes or the politics like i don't really i don't get into that yeah but little anakin was just so intriguing the whole story and plot line of it all right whereas in the original trilogy like you're just kind of like getting into it for the most part mm-hmm. and you're just like kind of learning about the different characters and, and right. just a little bit you get just little sneak peeks so well it continues a trend with with your most recent movie <laughs> becoming the top movie yeah so we'll see if that continues on into episode two attack of the clones okay. attack of the clones do you have any predictions heading into episode two attack of the clones Attack of the Clones. Well, I feel like there's going to be some clones. And great, going great to guess. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it plays more onto the um, the Emperor. Because mm-hmm. we, we actually don't see a lot of him. He's just kind of the, the person that's creating a puppet out of Darth Maul. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if it has something to do with him. Okay. Like... And- yeah. And what do you think is next in Obi-Wan and Anakin's Anakin's journey? Hopefully we get to see that that training relationship that master and padawan mm-hmm. kind of dynamic and I I'm actually really curious to see if the next movie jumps in in age for Anakin whether we're going to like skip a bunch and go into his teenage years and really start to get into a story of how he he kind of caves into the dark side. Or like my other thought was, what if this this next movie is kind of getting into like um, how the emperor, like maybe his clone, you know, his mm-hmm. his next little like sidekick becomes him. So I don't know. Well, you I will t- I will give you this. I won't give anything away the plot wise, but we do get a jump. We do get a jump okay. in time. So we do meet an older Anakin. Is not no longer. It's played by a different actor. An older, not old, but an older <laughs> Anakin. <laughs> Um, everyone else say, stays the same actor though, so so okay. you'll see all the same. But but Anakin is growing up. I believe it's supposed to be about about a ten year jump or so. Okay. So so that we, makes sense. We do get right into that sort of um, yeah, Anakin a little bit older. Everybody else is in there. Is there anyone else you're excited to see more of other than Anakin? Um, it does the Queen reappear? Pa- Padme? Padme, yeah, Padme definitely okay. shows up again. So. I thought it was so crazy that she was played by Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of interested in, in that again, because I'm, I really, fingers crossed here, I'm not wrong about this. I want to see what that relationship between her and Anakin turns out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said in the last podcast, I'm so intrigued about, you know, the whole family history backstory to Luke and the princess. Right. So I hope we get to see that. Well, we shall see uh, <laughs> next time. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our Phantom Menace recap. At some point, we'll come up with an Attack of the Clones uh, recap in the next uh, week or two. We will see. Again, if you enjoyed listening to it, uh, please let us know on Instagram, Twitter. I, I le- always leave my email, my, a, 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 sp- a specific email you can send to if you ever want to give feedback or questions as we head into the next uh, few uh prequels uh kristen any last thoughts as we head in as we wrap up episode one and head into episode two no i think we covered it all i'm excited for the next movie though all right well thank you everybody for listening and may the force be with you